Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talk Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, and with me this week are my good friends, Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. You know what? Let me start that again because I made, I've made the same mistake like four weeks in a row. I am your host, Ron Pashery Jr. JR, please say to JR. <laughs> And with me this week are my good friends, Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. That's me. <laughs> Myth, I'm sorry, uh, Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Igina. And, what up, what up? And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo, the ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. Uh, we are doing our Worst of 2018 show this week. It's the first time we're ever doing it. Uh, before we get into it real quick, just please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, real quick, also, uh, condolences to the family and friends of Mean Gene Okerlund, uh, who passed away earlier today. Uh, one of the voices of my childhood. Uh, one of the rare people whose voice immediately takes my mind to like a different time and place than where I am currently. So, Mean Gene, you will be missed, and I appreciate all of the... Uh, Happy memories that you gave me. Anybody with any thoughts on Mean Gene? Mean by God, Gene. <laughs> it's, what a legend. it's my favorite. It's, a shame. it's my favorite like wrestling thing. When I tell somebody about wrestling, like today when I was explaining to somebody, I'm like, remember those old Hulk Hogan interviews? Like when he was like, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Like, <laughs> and everybody automatically is like, oh man, yeah, I remember him. He's one so of the more memorable cool. guys. Yeah, he's like a very memorable guy from from that time period. And yeah, you al- almost, I wouldn't say almost everybody, but I'd assume ha- more than half of most people, if you told them to do a Hulk Hogan impression, would start off with, let me tell you something, Mean Gene, either a brother or a Mean Gene. It's it's one of those two things. Uh, but yeah, he is uh, he's missed, and it, it was nice to see uh, the outpouring from even like the current talent that didn't necessarily work with him or benefit from what he did for the business. I know Eck has been watching a lot of old WCW. And, and he's all over that Mean stuff. Gene all over the place on the old school WCW. Well, an- another cool thing to, to point out ab- about him, you know, you mentioned how he's like a voice of your childhood, but 75% of the cast right now, you know, we didn't grow up with him. We saw him for a lot of the flashback and throwback episodes. And, you know, obviously we, we saw him, come in and out for special appearances on TV and pay-per-views. But when you think of a interviewing personality, he's number one that comes to your mind, whether you grew up with him or not. Like it's almost like if you were to rank, like he's obviously number one, but like who's number two, like there's, it's like there's an immediate like skip to the beat. Like, uh, you really got to scratch your head and think about it. He's really in a class of his own. The rest of the list starts at three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the cool thing about him is he when you like watch a lot of this stuff back like as a kid you wouldn't realize it but he actually played a really big part in that like if you go back and watch the the macho man 
cream of the crop promo when he has yep. all the little creamers. Like Mean Gene is a very integral part mm-hmm. of what made that work. And there aren't a lot of people today that that like play a part in making what the talent is doing better. So yeah, huge loss for, for that community and a guy who was legendary at what he did. He will be missed. Yeah, well, um like Prep was saying about um <clears throat> the stuff the stuff with Hogan and how great that was. I remember when Hogan first got the WCW and they had that parade for him or whatever in Disney. He's like, it's like the Hulkamaniacs, Hulkamaniacs, do you hear the mean gene? <laughs> and, and how like dejected he was when Hogan turned on um, WCW <laughs> and created the NWO. And I the watched. whole, uh, anything he did with Jericho and Jericho would drop a gene mean. <laughs> gene mean. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Scott Hall with scheme, uh, mean scheme, or what was it? Um, scheme something called him Scheme Gene. Scheme Gene is what it was. Yeah. Scheme Gene and uh, Gene Okerlund would be so offended, beside himself, <laughs> that he's saying that. And it was so funny because doing all that stuff, he's like, you know, ready, ready to threaten them with a lawsuit. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and then when, and then um, from the uh, the the terrible but great Ready to Rumble movie when they were having the barbecue <laughs> in the parking lot, he asked Jimmy King. The women find me sexy. <laughs> <laughs> was that the movie with my favorite wrestler, David Arquette? Y- yes, my best. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, th- there was one other thing I was just about to say, but I forget. I forget what it was now. Uh, damn, yeah, I, th- I think it was some. Oh well, if I think of it, I'll get back to it. Um, yeah, apologies too. I probably should have started with this. My voice is probably going to come and go throughout this podcast. I uh, have been. Battling, I guess, a cold or a sinus infection or, or something the, the past few days. But our first worst of 2018, we're going to start with worst angle. And is it Kirk by default because he's the only one? <laughs> well, no, Jason Jordan's an angle. That, that's true. But Jason Jordan, was Jason Jordan active in 2018? For yeah. like two months. Yeah. Yeah, so he's better than Kurt. So it, it is Kurt, but no. No, uh, I'm, no In all I'm, seriousness. I'll vote in that. In all seriousness. Uh, Prep, you were the one that came up with uh, the categories for this. So I'm going to start with you. What is your worst angle of 2018? So my worst angle of 2018 was the Roman leukemia comments. Like mm. after the fact. Like actually. It, it just, I got Using you. it to build stories, I hate that. I can't. Uh, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> a lot yeah, of people would say it's pretty real tasteless. Life things and trying to make it a work, it doesn't work for me. Especially like it, what could be considered like a life-threatening real life thing. Mm-hmm. And they have a history of this. Like the one that stands out most to me was was the uh, the angle with uh, who was it? Hawk. When he was like an alcoholic, yeah, oh uh, yeah, and that was like part of the angle. And WCW obviously did it with Scott Hall, so yeah, some of that stuff is like, ah, you may want to leave it alone a little bit. Um, Eck, what is your worst angle? I mean, with WWE, I feel like there's so many different options, <laughs> but I'm gonna go a little out of the norm. I'm gonna go as recent as I can. Mm-hmm. The um, McMahon family taking over Raw and SmackDown. Uh, because they're going to hype it up like it's going to be something that matters, and it's overall not going to matter. It's not going to really change. 
Agreed. It's funny because I had three things on my list, and I was thinking that was going to be the one I'd go with because I didn't think anyone else would say it because of its recency. But for that exact reason, like, it's presented as, like, we know this sucks, but now we're going to fix it. And it's like, no, you you guys have been involved for most of the last, what, 10 years? Mm-hmm. And 10, for, please. Yeah, 20. more than that. Um, so, yeah, I, I very much agree with that choice and the reasoning why. Ayla, what is your worst angle? Uh, I, I think all you guys um, – the year is so long, and like I always say, uh, we for, like I always say, we we're too, the world moves too fast for us to care or remember. So, I, I, I'm sure this is probably an answer too, Ron. But anything Sasha Banks and Bailey, what the <laughs> hell was that? I don't care what it is, you can pick whatever you want. You can start back from Elimination Chamber to WrestleMania. I don't care. It's terrible. We, they've been doing this for for two and a half years now. Like, what the hell are you doing now? They're a tag team. They fuck in uh. We didn't cover it, but McManta Claus said we're getting, <laughs> we're finally getting women's tag titles. So hopefully, th- hopefully something comes of that. Other, other, we already know the first match, the finals will be fine. After that, who knows? But anything Sasha Banks and Bailey, because those are the two, work, two, two of your best workers on the roster. Sasha, the best in my opinion, and you have them going to therapy. Doctor Shelby did not save that segment at all. <laughs> you have them going back and forth, even though it was cringeworthy. I did laugh at it. With Sasha, uh, but Bailey's impression of Sasha, but that whole situation has just been horrible, and they've been doing it for so damn long, and it's paid off not once. No, and even this tag team championship thing won't pay off. No, it's not going to be, be like, anything. It, the finals will be good. The finals will probably be an excellent match. After that, who knows? Right. So that was on my list. I actually have two that nobody said, so I'm debating which one to say. I guess I might as well say both because I hate Mine both Mine as well. Uh, Brock Lesnar as the Universal Champion is of one, of the, one of them. Uh, and also the whole triple taker, HBK and Kane. Those are my, my two that were left over that I felt both deserved to be mentioned. Alo, to your point about like the year being very long and things happen so fast, I think I have been so like jaded against WWE for most of 2018. I think I said this to Prep the other day. Like, I don't even remember a lot of it. Like, I'll try to think. Yeah, of, because what's the worst match? I have no idea. I can't. Even think I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> when we when I listened back to the award show last week and everybody poo pooed SummerSlam, I, I thought to myself, I'm like, do you guys know what happened at SummerSlam? SummerSlam was actually was really good. Yeah, do you want me to be honest? No, I don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everybody said, I couldn't tell you what happened off of it. And I thought, wow, I'm like, what? Like, that was that was uh, Seth versus Dolph. We got 16 Michael plus Bush. pay-per-views is a lot to retain. And we, got, <laughs> we got Seth versus Dolph at SummerSlam. That was the Joe and AJ with his wife in the crowd. Got Roman and Brock. Uh, the Becky heel turn. Like there was some stuff. There was some stuff that happened on that show, yeah. but like I said, it's too. It's the world too. The world too, moves too fast to care. Well, yeah, all the pay per views. You have 104 weekly shows. You know, throughout the course of a year, it is a lot to retain. I mean, that's what Raw is giving you 306 hours, and SmackDown is giving you another 104. That's f- over 400, 410 hours a year so that you have to more- remember. And I have a runner-up too. Mm-hmm. You got, I got a runner-up runner up too. Worst angle, 
The Bryans versus the Mizanins. <laughs> Did not come anywhere close to the Mizanins versus the, the Cenas. No. It was it paled in comparison, so I'm glad you brought that. I forgot that was a thing, too. Um, worst wrestler, male and female. Uh, I'll take this one first because I usually don't like to give a hard time to talent because I feel like most of this is not ever their fault. But worst male wrestler is a tie between <laughs> Brock Lesnar and Randall Orton. <laughs> and worst female wrestler, I didn't even really want to pick one because I don't want to say anything bad about the women, but like I really don't like watching Lana wrestle ever. <laughs> so I'm going to say Lana. <laughs> I just... yeah. I loved her original character. What she is now, I can't stand it. I've had enough. Yeah, I wouldn't know that she's had more than three matches this year. <laughs> <laughs> she probably hasn't. What were you gonna say? You don't remember that great? You don't remember that great Lana Zelina Vega match? Ooh. yeah, that was not not there not was good at all. One half of that match, I think I feel like was pretty good. But the other half... I don't know not. how I watched it. <laughs> I'm guessing it had to be on SmackDown. Yeah, they, they had one on... the Or did they do a mixed tag on a, on a pre-show one time? They did that, I too. I feel like they, they did the match <clears throat> multiple times, I feel like. Yeah. And hopefully in 2019, we get it a few more. <laughs> you know, I'm dying to see it. Uh, Eck, who do you have as worst male and worst female wrestler? Well, I feel like he's going to be... Re- he's going to get a lot of t- uh, talk about this episode, but... Worst male, I got to give it to Brock Lesnar. I, I don't. I this don't is going to be why. the most we've ever talked about Brock Lesnar. I don't. I don't get why he's still here. I really don't get why he has that championship belt. Uh, he went into the year with it. Uh, highlight of SummerSlam was him losing it, and then we're ending. We ended the year. He's still the champion. I don't even know if we've seen him since he's won the belt. Um, yeah, he's worse by far. Uh, and like I said, I, you know, I'm just going to go off my list or my initial thoughts. Cause I guess, you know, we can beat up more than uh, Lana, but to be different, I'm not like you guys. I'm not a fan of Nia Jax. So I'm giving her worst of the year. Hmm. Her matches aren't good. Uh, I have a feeling that won't be the only time Nia Jax is mentioned tonight. Prep. What about you? So my worst male wrestler of the year I think I went strictly off like work rate. I'm not sure, but uh, for me, You're my sure. worst male. <laughs> the, this person, the most TV time of the year, and did nothing but, sh- uh, for lack of a better term, shit the bed. Yeah, Baron Corbin. I knew it. Knew it. <laughs> oh my God! How much have how much Baron Corbin have we seen? And then um, for females, she didn't wrestle a lot, but when she did, it was pretty bad. Brie Bella. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm mad I didn't pick that. <laughs> she was terrible. I'm real mad I didn't pick that. And not she's not just work rate. Like, she's bad on the mic. She's a bad actress. <sighs> she was in a bad angle. Yeah, terrible angle. Bellroy Prepson. I can't believe you put me on this list (laughs) (laughs) nailed it that was perfect cadence for a brie bella promo 
You should be our stunt double. <laughs> I, my neck would be Heck broken Bella. a week. My neck Heck, would be broken a week. Halo, <laughs> who do you got? Uh, well, prep, I, prep, I don't, prep. You didn't find Corbin entertaining, or you didn't, you didn't have a soft spot for him like me and Bash did. No, it was just just his wrestling. Okay, that's why I said yeah, work like rate. he was on TV an awful lot and. There was not much in-ring credentials that he built up over the course of the year. He wrestled so many matches for what? They weren't good. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't, I don't see the draw in him. He's not a draw at all. And to, to team with prep, I'm going to go with Brie Bella because that, <laughs> I, that was my runner-up for worst of the year because some of those promos were horrible. Like, 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 granted, like I, I'm not big on make, making fun of people botching over and over again. I'm not big on that at all. But I'm, I think it was. I'm not sure if it was after she fell on her face or after she knocked out Liv Morgan, where she cut a promo on SmackDown saying, "I, I feel great. I'm on a home. I feel great, and I'm back in the ring." <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god, it, it was so terrible. So I'm giving it to Brie Bella, a, a worthy choice, and I don't disagree with any of you on Brie Bella. Um, and obviously, I don't disagree with anyone who said Brock. I don't hate the Bellas. <laughs> she, just, she was just terrible. Well, we mentioned the the Bryans versus the Mizanins. That was a mixed tag. We we're, we're moving on now to the worst tag team of the year. And part of me just wants to cheat and say Vince McMahon and the writers are the worst tag team of the year. There you go. Um, because the tag team division is clearly not a priority for them. They had a nine-year-old win the tag team championships at WrestleMania, for God's sake. <laughs> um, but if I had to pick one, I would go out on the limb and pick The Undertaker and Kane as the worst oh, tag wow. team of 2018. A tag team I didn't need to see in a very close second. Is uh, Paul and Sean? I didn't need to God, see them tag either. <laughs> well, Alo, is that yours? And why yeah, are um, they? <laughs> Paul Levesque and Michael Hickenbottom. Um, <laughs> Shawn Michaels with that moonsault. I mean, we, we, you know what? I feel like Sean's going to get crafted in this episode too. But yes. I just, I, I feel like this category, I can never put them in. Damn. <laughs> yes. uh, Paul and Michaels renders are me and Eck in ten years at victory. <laughs> Ten, actually twenty. When, when Eric's finally bald, and I'm bald, <laughs> and I, my beard is still flourishing. That's the, the, <laughs> that, that, that's the prime example. Because, like, believe it or not, people actually were 100 percent behind that. They really were. I don't know how, but they, people actually were 100 percent behind that whole situation. Now, are they but, your worst because you just thought it was bad, or it was just like, who needs to see this? Both, <laughs> both, like like Michael's with the bald head. Look at with it. Is, is it Elmer Fudd? <laughs> I was like, my God, this is so bad. And this Elmer Fudd would never have been called a sexy boy. I'll tell you that. No, no. Oh my God. Well, but that's Eck, my work tag team of the year. Yeah, Eck, you seem to vehemently disagree with that. So who's your worst I, tag team? It just it just hurts to put these guys in there. I mean, I think I don't know. Maybe the Brothers of Destruction had two tag. Did they have two tag matches or one this year? I think have, one. I just feel one, like having one, one tag team match. I don't even think it, it really makes them in the category. Um, <laughs> I wanted to cheat like Pash and say um, 
the whole raw tag division. But again, that's the writing team as Vince, and that's mm-hmm. what they do with them. SmackDown definitely has the superior tag teams. I again, I'm going to stick to the list and stick to what I originally wrote. Um, I got to put the B team, and it's again, I feel almost bad doing it because they made they made they they were served shit and they made something decent out of it. But I. I thought it went longer than it should have. I thought this was like, okay, cool. This is something to look back on in years and laugh about if it's like a two, three, four weeks uh, title reign. But they had the thing for several months, became undefeated. For people not not watching the video, you know, I'm doing the hand gesture because they were undefeated after being winless for a year plus. Um <laughs> It, it, it was a joke to me. Yeah, I'm for uh, comedic wrestling, but I was waiting for so long for them to lose the belts, and then they lose it and didn't really go anywhere. Uh, the Raw Tag Titles aren't actually somewhere right now. I mean, I, I'm trying to be hopeful for the whole Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, and I really did You know, until their feud with AOP, I really didn't get behind them. But you know, 2018. Probably the worst year ever for Monday Night Raw tag team wrestling. I, don't, I know why there was a seven year hiatus for me watching the product, but it was, it was like. But yeah, none like of those seven years could it, have been as ooh, bad as it, this. It, <laughs> I don't know. This, this is 2011 territory. You, 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 you missed some crap. Good. <laughs> Prep, what about you? Uh, there's only one pick for this, and that's The Ascension. They, got a lot of <laughs> they were almost my pick. And they weren't good. <laughs> They were almost my pick, but I felt like it was wrong to do it. Like I was like, ah, do they really need me piling on them? Due to some of their marquee singles wins, I couldn't do that to them. (laughs) So was this again another like just work rate, just overall performance? No, just overall. They weren't good at anything. Like I didn't enjoy any of the funny things that they were trying to say. I just couldn't get down with it. Now – this I'm not to get off track, but I'm just curious. Do you think like they have anything like to be successful, or do you think they're just bad? No, they're just dude. Connor's been there for way too long. Yeah, they're like older than me. I feel like how long has Connor are. been there? They might be Victor the same age as you, Cash. Victor has less hair than you, and his hair is long. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how long has Connor been there? Hair. <laughs> Uh, they were in NXT for how long? I mean, years. Connor yeah, knew- was in Deep South. You know who was in Deep South? Who? Ziggler. Like, <laughs> and all those guys. So he was in developmental with Dolph Ziggler. Since like 06. With 05. Nick. Him and Nick were, were roomies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Prep, I can't argue with that either because, like I said, that actually was my pick for a minute. And I was like, ah, I feel like I don't don't need to kick those guys when they're down. Um, And I don't mind kicking uh, the 50-year-olds while they're down because they shouldn't even be doing it anyway. Okay, so they're about my age. He got signed in 05. Wow. You you guys buried four WWE champions in a tag team category. Shame. Shame. (laughs) I love that it disappointed you, Eck. (laughs) Like, your reaction was priceless. Like, how disappointed you were as soon as that came up. (laughs) I thought I would come up with the silly answers, but you guys, geez. (laughs) Well, 
my worst feud is very much tied to my worst tag team. So I'm just going to go right ahead and say it, that it is Triple and The Undertaker was the worst feud of 2018. <laughs> was unnecessary, was unimportant. Honestly, I really didn't even watch any of it, but I know that it was unimportant and it didn't matter and it was irrelevant. So Triple and The Undertaker for me is the worst feud of the year. Uh, Prep, you want to give yours next? They put you down, Pash? Huh? Is, is that what they were saying every week? I'm going to put you down or something yes, like that? like numerous times every week. My worst feud of the year is something that probably should have been good but wasn't. It's Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley. Oh, Sammy and Bob. <laughs> you know what? Terrible. I forgot how bad that was, so I'm glad that you brought it up because <laughs> Sammy and Bob was horrific. And you know how much I was enjoying, like, heel Sammy Zane, but Sammy and Bob was horrible. I promise you this isn't the last time I'm going to bring them up. <laughs> so, Eck, I had Triple H and The Undertaker as worst feud. Prep had Sami Zayn and Bob Lashley. What was your worst feud of 2018? So you guys remember when I was saying how I'm going to stick to the list? Yeah, I'm assuming you're not. <sighs> well, it's kind of hard to do one way or another. This actually is blank. Because <laughs> so you can't to piggy, stick to the list. <laughs> to piggyback off what Aaron said, there's so much stuff that's forgetful. And like... I was when I was going through the list, I was racking my brain. I was even trying to Google and think of like stuff that was worse of the year. And I'm like, no, but this was worse. And like, I kind of want to just keep going like, well, anything Brock Lesnar, but he pretty much only feuded with, you know, Braun Strowman. Yeah, that was boring to me, but I can't put him in Roman because rewatching some of the promos with them, that's good. So I can't pick that. So it's like, all right, I got to pull Brock out of this. And then, you know, you bring up the uh, Saudi Arabia, the great showdown. Um, yeah, that that was tiring. I, I And then Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley being brought up. But then do I cheat and piggyback right off that? Um, man, there, there, there was a lot of bad. So I, I love the idea. Want- it's not blank because you couldn't think of one. It's blank because there are so many you just couldn't choose one. Oh, man. Um and then like I there's like there's a couple wrestlers I don't want to like beat up on it like Bobby Lashley could be one of those guys and it's like anything that he was involved with anything he touched um man like Worst I'd feud. make a case for Nakamura and AJ because there were such high hopes for that and it sucked Yeah um sheesh, I I could you know it would have I almost, in retrospect, I feel like if Nakamura would have won the title at any point, despite how non-exciting any of the matches were, that feud would be revered so much more highly. Um, you know what I'm going to go with? Uh, you'll like this one. <laughs> um, and despite it not being 2009, I just thought this could have all worked out a little better. Uh, I'm going to go Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. <laughs> I was going to give them an honorable mention as well, so I'm glad you said <laughs> it and I didn't have to. Uh, Alo, how about your worst feud? Uh, AJ Nakamura. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> I, I remember going to WrestleMania, and not to be negative, but to, to, but to annoy the internet, I kept mm-hmm. saying this match was going to suck. 
And by God, it did. And, and I could have been more happy. It, it was so bad. And then we got the shocker of the heel turn after the match. And the next week, Nakamura got new music. We were all into this. And after that, it was just the same thing. Low blows on a weekly on a week to week basis, and they're not and not one match was redeemable. The, the most redeemable match was their um, was the, the payoff they had. I think it was a last man standing match or yeah. or or something along those lines. That was the best match, but even that that was forgettable. At the same time, like that that was supposed to be their money feud. Even when they signed both these guys in early 2016, that was supposed to be their big their big money drawer, but it didn't. It, it was it fell flat and. Not not to disrespect Nakamura, but not but some guys just aren't made for the WWE brand and W in to transcend into a big part in, into a, into the forefront of the WWE roster. And like like my bestie said, his his <laughs> Nakamura and AJ shirt made by Joel to Sleep was better than the one WWE put out itself. So that says a lot right there that they didn't put any effort into a shirt. But AJ Nakamura because. They put so much money, they put so much hype into that as their as as their big like mark, uh, wrestling mark match for 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 ring work, and it fell flat on its face. Yeah, agreed. And I could have been more happy. By the <laughs> same, like if you would have saw how happy I was watching at home, hearing you could have heard a pin drop in that arena when that match was going on. I I was thrilled at that. And then scrolling through Twitter, seeing everybody saying how horrible it was, how boring it was. I was like, yes, you're the internet, the Twitter people, you're the ones that were supposed to love this, and even you hate it. Yeah, you know, remember I kept saying the Wrestle Kingdom matches was going to be way better. And remember, Pash, we were there, so I know how silent it was in there. <laughs> yes. And I was like, yes. I, I think I was texting you guys during it, that there was, like, boring chance, I think, during it, or... Some kind of weird chance. Uh, mm-hmm. But that leads me perfectly into my worst match of the year. Uh, I'm not picking a men's and women's. You guys obviously can. For me, the worst match of the year was any match that Shinsuke Nakamura had with anyone who isn't named R-Truth. <laughs> <laughs> the two matches he had with R-Truth, six stars. Would have been seven stars if they were in the Tokyo Dome, but they weren't. So they were only six-star classics. But anything Nakamura did without our truth is my worst match of the year. So, Prep, what was your worst men's and women's match of the year? So, my worst men's match of the year was Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. (laughs) (laughs) That was right as he was about to go out the door, right? Yeah. Yeah. And my worst women's match of the year, this comes from another promotion I had to because it just was so flat. Sumi Sakai versus Kelly Klein from Supercard of Honor. <laughs> now, what was That's so bad about it? That's the other thing. For, oh, that, it was terrible. The that finish, those two were in it. She missed the finish. <laughs> it was just so bad. She missed that the was, finish? Yeah. That's the finals of a tournament, correct? Yeah, the World yes, of Honor tournament. I still think Brandy should have won that tournament, but. Well, well nah, we, I thought she uh, was. Preps girls should have won. Yeah, we thought it should have been Tennille for sure. <laughs> I was shocked. Either they of heard the two what of them. they heard what her manager uh, Elroy wanted as a cut, and they rebooked the finish. They were like, "Whoa, <laughs> we we don't have all that in the budget, Elroy. We are sorry. 
You talk, you talk to Neil's way right out of a championship. <laughs> <laughs> you negotiated her right out of a title reign. <laughs> I feel bad now. Halo, <laughs> what was your worst? Oof. Oh, God. Like, 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 kind of took my own words against me, but about the world, the world moves too fast to care. Oh, Lord. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. What was your original pick? It, it's. I was going to say there the were some bad tag. matches this year. Yeah. The mixed tag between the Bryans and the Mazanans was bad. <laughs> And my and my worst match of the year was uh, Maurice versus Brie Bella on SmackDown. You didn't like that? <laughs> Shock, shockingly, no. <laughs> can't argue. Eck, do you have two? Yeah, I got two. Um, I can't remember the show, and I might even have the stipulation wrong. It was a AJ Styles Nakamura match. If I'm correct, it was a no DQ match. Maybe it was a pinfalls anywhere, but. It's a dual low blow, and the ref calls the match. Um, I get it. It's not 1998. It's 2018. They uh, don't have the same hardcore rules. But that's just a joke. Don't make it. Don't make it a gimmick match where not you know no rules matter, and then call it off because two guys get hit in the nuts. Like they go get up eventually. Um, that's yeah. That that kills me. Um, yeah, I'm sure that there's a lot of TV women's matches that I'm sure blew, but if you've been listening to us all year long, you know, a lot of us watch it on DVR or we're catching highlights. So uh, there's a lot of TV matches I can't speak on, but what comes to mind is Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax from Backlash for the Raw, Raw Women's title. Yeah, I apologize to anyone for the cough. I thought I had muted the microphone and I think I ended up coughing directly into the microphone. So, apologies for that. Um, worst promo. Oh, I'm taking this. Can I take this first, please? Go ahead. You have anything to say before I go? Huh? You have anything to say before I go? Um, so, this was one that was really tough because, like, as you guys all know, I put a very high premium on, like, talking in wrestling. But, like, there was, I just was like, I can't really remember. Like, I know who I don't like hearing talk, but, like, I couldn't think of a lot of specific promos. I did come up with one, but, Alo, what was your worst promo of 2018? We're going to have the same one. Now, before I go, is is Brie Bella running away with all the awards tonight? I don't have Brie Bella. Okay. I don't okay. have her for this one. Okay. But I, well, I got a pretty good one. Because okay, I'm have going a great next. One too. I'm going next. I have a great one too. Sami Zayn with Bob's three sisters. <laughs> That's my choice. That is my choice. <laughs> Maybe one of the worst promos of all time. Fuck up. Sami Zayn's a legend, but goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't matter which promo, whether it's the, the week prior or the segment with the three sisters. But the way he, like, I don't know how he pulled it out of his pocket to make it work, but it was still bad. Yeah. And, like, uh, he said he looked up the Bobby Lashley, and, uh, <laughs> and he found his sister from this thing called Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, how Bob told him to join the, the for the $25, you're going to... Get a Bobby Lashley headband. Like, it was so bad. <laughs> that was, oh, my God, it was so terrible. So that's my worst promo of the year. 
That is an excellent choice. Uh, what about AJ Styles in his living room? Oh, <laughs> AJ De Niro? Yes. <laughs> don't disrespect yeah. Bernie like that. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Yes. Good. You're bad. lucky. He's never been the same to me since. I feel like I spent three weeks calling him AJ De Niro after that. Yeah, that was horrible. Um, Eck, that's a great choice because I forgot about that. Um, now, Prep, you could throw another one in if you want to. Mine was Nia Jax right before Survivor Series, the week after she broke Be- Becky Lynch's face. It was so awkward, and the promo was kind of on Becky. It was kind of on Ronda, and it was horrible. Um, what? It was like the only thing during that period of time that had to do with that that was bad. Tana, this may be <laughs> random. Uh-huh. Right? This, this may be that exact uh, promo. But what, what promo did she have where she was like screaming in it? I think it was that one. All of them. All, all <laughs> of them. <laughs> she was doing it right after that. She was doing it every week. <laughs> yeah, that one was terrible. Pre- terrible. Do you have another one to add or you're good with just Lashley and Sammy? Lashley and Sammy's the worst, but I will say there was a I can't even pinpoint the day, but there was a Ronda Rousey promo that I know you remember. I was given a lot of flack on the show. Yeah. So that one too. I, I agree. It was not long it was like the first one we were like, Whoa, they let her talk way too much. Yep. Like let keep it short, keep it sweet, that's not what she's there for. And yeah, I, I do remember what you're talking about. Um See, this one, I feel like, is kind of tough. Worst TV episode slash worst pay-per-view. I'll take that. Uh, no, this is easy. Okay. Well, uh, go any of, uh, for TV, um, all of them were Monday night. <laughs> uh, all 54 Monday night shows <laughs> are tied for first. With the, 54? The uh, or 52, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... I I'm probably wrong. Oh, actually, so for pay per view, um, I was thinking backlash, but I really, uh, <clears throat> you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with backlash. It's a good choice. Yeah, the paper the paper the worst pay per view is backlash, hands down. Worst TV episode, a uh, long time ago, last year, Raw twenty five. <laughs> It's terrible. You don't think all those episodes in November, December, October, no, September? No, those, those are bad, but I figured you guys would all pick that. So I'll just take you back to January. <laughs> well, Prep, I'm glad you had a good specific answer. Cause, but I agree, the worst the worst pay-per-view was Backlash. And the, the worst TV, any Raw in September and October. Because that's when I, I started hating watching. And, and what what made Ron turn to YouTube highlights? <laughs> that is when it started in the fall. The two weeks, like I guess, like a month ago now, it was the two weeks before the tape shows were the worst rolls maybe I've ever seen. Yeah, that and yeah. So I can't comment on those because I was not watching the episodes anymore. Um, so I don't know if I could give a specific show. Um, but I will say this, their TV product on Monday and Tuesday night is God awful. It's unwatchable for the most part. It is a lot of time invested without any return on that investment. 
So I'm just going to say any WWE TV has been bad for the most part. There have been some highlights here and there, but they've been mostly few and far between. I'm a little different from the three of you with worst pay-per-view. For me, Extreme Rules was my least favorite pay-per-view. Not so Extreme Rules. Bob Lashley beat Roman, which I'm still pissed off about. Uh, I felt like Seth and Dean, I didn't like that. Seth and uh, Ziggler had an Iron Man match that I really didn't enjoy. Was that the one that went on last? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was almost four hours long for no reason. And Extreme Rules should not be on the pay-per-view schedule in 2018. It should definitely not be on the schedule in 2019. You're You're setting the whole show up to fail. I feel like it's a disappointment every year. And that particular one this year was a disappointment to me. So Backlash sucked too. But for me, I will always aim my focus at Extreme Rules when it comes to pay-per-views in WWE. Uh, Speaking of Bob, worst theme song, Dominance, the Bob Lashley. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to hear it. I don't like seeing him walk out. I don't even like him being in WWE. So that's what I'm going with for worst theme song. Does anybody else have any other song that they especially hate on Monday or Tuesday nights? The B team. <laughs> I don't even know what their music uh, is. It changes all the time. Go, go, go. <clears throat> B team, B team. Go, go, go. Jason Jordan's theme music. I feel like that was getting, you know what? You might be right. I think. Gener- I, yeah, that was. He I should have had something I started better. to like him so much that I probably didn't even remember that the music wasn't good. So, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put up an argument about that. Uh, Dean Ambrose's new song with with with, with, the, with the siren in the back. <laughs> Is it strictly the siren that turns you off? Yes. It just seems unnecessary. Like, what's the point? It's because he's a Steiner mark, and he keeps thinking he's coming. <laughs> he's a Steiner mark. Well, you know what? I can't. I guess I'll, I'll tip my hat to him if if he worked in a Steiner reference into his WWE entrance music. No, I'm saying Aaron's a Steiner mark. That's why he doesn't, he doesn't uh, like it. <laughs> I am. Actually, I watched last night. You what? watched last night. The last uh, him night. versus Triple H. Oh. oh hell! Oh god! Oh no! Hell no! <laughs> the last Nitro when Booker when Booker beat Scott Steiner. Good for Book. Uh, How good was Big E and Steiner? By yeah. the end of 2019, I'll be there. So good, so good, <laughs> so good. Um, worst promotional tactic, which I think is an interesting one. <clears throat> Um, this is easy. Can I go first? Absolutely. The whole Saudi Arabia shit show mm-hmm. and Crown Jewel worst promotional tactic. Maybe and of all time. That was mine, actually. Um, exacerbated by the fact that they doubled down on it like a week or two later with Stephanie, Mc- Stephanie McMahon making a joke about dismemberment on... On Raw, saying like that they dismembered SmackDown or whatever, uh, and saying like, oh, that might be, you know, I'll have to speak to our corporate lawyers about whether I can say that or not. I agree, that was the worst promotional tactic. Uh, Alo, do you have anything different from that as a poor well, promotional tactic? Well, well remember, at Gra- when they were when they did Crown Jewel, they weren't at Saudi Arabia; they were in Riyadh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, um, trying to pretend. Or they were at the crown jewel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, my um, was promotional tactic. What, remember that um, the be- <clears throat> the best of both worlds promo with the song where everybody. Sing in, in the in the booth. Oh God, yes. <laughs> oh, Jeff Hardy that. rapping in the booth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I forgot all about that. I love that. I was so gonna say bad. I might make that my best promotional tactic of twenty eighteen. So bad. <laughs> I love him trying to act like Shinsuke spoke English. <laughs> I know. <it's> so bad. <laughs> was it funny? Yes. Did I enjoy a little bit? A, a tiny bit. Cast, but it was so bad. Just seeing a few. Like Matt Hardy in the booth. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. But that was so bad. <laughs> and then no. the song was terrible. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> Are you agreeing with that or do you have a different one? No, no, I, I give that two thumbs up. That was entertaining. But um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with the Super Showdown, Greatest Royal Rumble, and Crown Jewel. The uh, promotional factor that that's an additional three pay-per-views on what should be, you know, 12 tops a year. And I, you know, there was plenty months where we were getting two a year. I'm sorry, two a month, but they take, they take the booking completely side sideline. I understand like that should, that should really just been house shows. All three of those should have been house shows. If they wanted to treat the diehard fans and say, Hey, you can watch this. They should have been booking it like if it was a house show over at the Wells Fargo Center tomorrow. Like that should have just been the same matches at the Zorn SmackDown. Hey, if you want to watch them in a you know football stadium, you know a football stadium sized venue, cool, you can watch it. But the fact that they got to take the booking to follow it, um, and, and I'm really I'm harping on all three shows, but I mainly I mainly want to stick to the greatest Royal Rumble because. Promotional, it didn't make sense. You know, they had an accolade of winning a 50-man Royal Rumble, and it meant nothing. They they designed the uh, trophy and a belt that were, weren't there 24 hours later. Um, it was a joke. It's an insult to the event that's been around for, you know, 30 years. That happens once a year. They didn't need to do two Royal Rumbles in a year. They didn't need to do two Royal Rumbles within three months. Agreed. And while I know Crown Jewel gets a lot of heat, like, and deservedly so, the Greatest Royal Rumble did, like, hold up weeks, week after week of Raw. Like, we're, we're promoting all these things at the same time. None of it makes any sense. None of the programming is any good. Nobody's even looking forward to any of it. So well, they, they, you're right about that. Well, they all did. Um, Crown Jewel, too, because remember, remember the great World Cup with everybody in the U.S.? Yeah. And now Shane, oh Shane O'Mac, my, my <laughs> guy. I, I don't know if you saw the YouTube clip, but shaming, but but Miz designing. Uh, he put the other the, the blueprints for Shane's entrance the jacket, gear. like his. <laughs> so good. But, uh, I did look not at see these that. Fresh that's Jays. <laughs> so good. But um, and but, uh, look, uh, as a fan, I'm odd man out in this. But I, the booking of Shane winning it, I loved it. I, that was that like that's something like. I'm not trying to take that away from the show. Like I actually enjoyed that, but I went into and I also I went into that show expecting dirt. I'm literally skipping through it at work because it was a slow hour at work, and I'm just skipping through it. And then it's, you know, you see Shane McMahon getting involved. It's like oh, hit pause, rewind, rewind, rewind. What's happening here? 
So there was something decent that happened at the show, but the whole promotional and when they have, I don't know what was coming up next, if it was Survivor Series or what monthly pay-per-view it was, but they sidelined the booking from where it should be and were tearing it up in, the, in a wrong way. No, yeah, but it, it's safe to say that uh, the best one of the international shows was Super Showdown because that, that actually wasn't that bad. Is that because of the DX Brothers of Construction match? <laughs> no, that was just Triple and, and Taker. That uh, match was okay. that match was nah. But like like AJ Joe was good from that show. Iconics against Oscar and uh, Naomi yeah, was good. Uh, Buddy Murphy versus Cedric was good. So that that was the best of the international shows this past year. And Eck, did you say Brothers of Construction? That was a homage to Troy. Okay. I'm, mad, I'm mad you caught that. <laughs> I'm mad you caught that. Is that what Troy calls him? Yeah, he can never pronounce destruction. <laughs> I was going to ask if it's because they're so old. But they're like way more responsible now, so they're only constructing things. They won't destruct anything and destroy anything anymore. Um, I think those are all good answers for worst promotional tactic because in, in a way we all kind of are in agreement. Um, worst smart take. Um, can I just say all of them? Because oh. if I can't say all of them, it would honestly just be the idea that like Roman and Cena no sell, but all of their favorite matches come complete with no selling. So that that has been the one that has really gotten under my skin more than any any other one is the idea that like. It's cool for Kenny Omega to kick out 14 times, but if Cena or Roman do, they're being stuffed down our throat, and you know they never lose, and they don't sell, and they're killing the business. It that's the one that has bothered me the most. Prep again. I'll go to you for well next on this one because I'm assuming since you came up with this topic specifically, you probably have one that really bothers you. Uh. My least favorite smart take of the year. This is not a WWE thing, but uh, the take that Kenny Omega is bad. That he's bad? Yeah. Is that a take? There's like this phenomenon on wrestling Twitter right now that everybody's trying to say how Kenny Omega is not good. Who... Dude, did Ron start this? <laughs> I don't even know the who fact, it is. I can't even start this. The, the fact that Ron's getting offended, I love that. <laughs> it's just silly. Look, what? Why? Where did, is, is it? Is it based <clears throat> off the whole thing of you said a couple weeks ago? If you've seen one one Kenny match, you've seen them all. Is that where it comes from? No, because it's. I think it's just like people forget. People like to forget things. So, like, the year's winding down, you know, and he he's had, like, he, like, top-loaded his year where he had, like, a million really good matches. And now he's, like, towards the end of the year, it's, like, good match here, good match there. In activity, everybody's like, oh, Kenny Omega's not that good. I don't want to hear it. It's my least favorite smart take of the year. <laughs> um, I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm like kind of surprised, and now maybe I'll become, now maybe I'll become the ultimate Kenny Omega mark just for that. 
Please. I can't wait. Please. I got a shirt waiting for you, brand Please. new. I got a shirt waiting for you, brand new. What does he do this? Yep. Yeah, so I'll I can't start. wait for you to take a picture like Every that. picture I take from now on. Does he close the one eye like that, too? <laughs> Pash, you need the belt. Yeah. <laughs> you, did you, you heard him last year, his, or last year, last week. Favorite merch was the New Japan replica belt. <laughs> yeah, I'm the ultimate Kenny Omega mark now. Um, Eck, do you have a worst smart take of the year? Um... I, honestly, I don't. I, I really. I mean, there's a lot that pisses me off. Uh, I guess I'll keep. I'll keep it non non WWE. And I'm not saying he isn't. You know, I'm not. He's obviously he's not the Kenny Omega caliber. But there is a you know source of people on wrestling Twitter that claim Cody's no good on the uh, in the ring or in the mic, etc. 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 I, I just don't see how if you you can't consume five minutes of what he's done post WWE and honestly believe that. I think there might well, be one person on this panel right now that shares that view. Well, I would hope so. I, well, well, I, I, I know my good friend Joe Lafferty does. <laughs> I've turned around on Cody. Oh wait 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 oh oh um laugh laugh what thinks he's no good. Yeah, he said Cody stinks in the ring. <laughs> oh, who I was getting at was that Prep. I thought Prep was going to agree with that, that he stinks, no, Pre- but Prep said he, Prep's, he came Pre- around Pre- on it. Prep's, yeah, Prep's done a turnaround. He said that I numerous came, times. I came around on it. <laughs> so what's your worst smart take of the year, Alo? <sighs> I, really ha- I don't really have one because everything's repetitive. And then when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're doing something really good, people just quickly turn on you. So my thing is, Anytime I go on Instagram, I'll put it that way. Um, I, I just like to go through the comments because some of the comments are completely ridiculous. I'll go through a couple right now. This is a picture of John Cena with his with his hair wild from SmackDown. <laughs> he was looking crazy. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My main man JBL. <laughs> yeah. So He's one comment. Homage. Yeah. So so one comment says. This man looks like he just got done jacking his meat OD on December 1st. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh he, a, another one. Do you want to say who commented that? Yes. Uh, uh, Ethan Marriott 98 on Instagram. All right, uh, Ethan. Hulknet on Instagram says, he looks like Lou Ferrigno just as he's turning into the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> SK38 says, wow, Kevin Bacon got huge. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Are these supposed to be the worst takes? Because these are some of the best takes I've ever <laughs> I just love going through Instagram and reading comments because I laugh so hard. Oh, my God. I'm still looking for some more good ones. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh god! Oh my god! That is amazing. I'm, I'm looking for some good ones. I don't see any. He looks like Luke Ferrigno right as he's about to turn. <laughs> no, I like the other one. Oh my god, Kevin Bacon! <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. 
I mean, he does look really weird to me, having lost all of that bulk. Oh, here's a good one. Mark my words. This is from Sivs25. Mark my words. John Cena will not win his 17th title as long as he has hair like that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, go, I'm going with what Prep said. He's paying homage to who he beat for his first for his 17th. All comes full circle for Big Match John. <laughs> uh, Alo, thank you for sharing those. They were, they were good. Um, I'm going to sit out the next uh, category because I have no knowledge on this at all. Um, worst figure of the year. I'm going to go first just because I've complained about this figure and I've uh, been wanting to modify a figure for like two years and it was the first figure that ever forced me to do it. The um, SummerSlam Heritage Dean Ambrose. <laughs> I from, remember this project you took on. From what's it called? 2017. Uh, from the Raw Tag Raw Tag titles, him and Seth versus The Bar. It is a lazy, half-assed job by Mattel. They basically did the Toys R Us Network Spotlight with a repackage. The, instead of getting a WWE title and a briefcase, you get the Raw Tag title and a shirt that he did not wear to the ring. <laughs> he wore a black beater and a black pullover hoodie with his logo. They gave him the Jack Daniels t-shirt, which just came out with his most recent figure prior. And the network spotlight had no tape on the wrist, just like uh, because it was after the Money in the Bank match. He just came out, cashed in, called it a night. <laughs> and, you know, the actual actual night, he had black tape on his hand when he, he won those Raw Tag titles. So uh, very lazy job. I can't. Nothing else really came some, comes to mind. But you know, buying figures for four freaking years, and you finally get me. I don't know. I have the figure for two days, and I'm yanking arms off something else to pop them on there. They had you in the OR back. performing surgery. <laughs> yeah, that sounds stressful too. <laughs> Prep. All right, my least favorite figure of the year is the Bret Hart King of the Ring figure. Whoa! Oh, I hate that figure. It's so ugly. What do you think about it? Pat, you gotta look this thing up. Somebody find it on their phone and show Pat. I'll send it quick. I was gonna say, I'm about to Google it right now. Yeah, Ringside Collectibles, King of the Ring, Brett Pash. I just don't like the face. The face is really bad. The the gear is like too much for me. I don't know. Do you you hate King of the Rings? No, I like the Harley. All right, let's see. That's eh, not good. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's not. As the uh, the guy who is definitely not the authority on this type of thing, I I don't I don't like it either. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Ayla, what do you got? Uh. I own this figure, but it was mainly for the belt. But the <laughs> ringside collectibles, Matt Hardy. <laughs> I think I remember the heat on that one too. Yeah, the I, ECW one. Yes, because shout out to everyone at Ringside Collectibles because you guys just got chopped out twice. Yeah, because but a, a runner-up is any Braun Strowman that came out last year because mm-hmm. they're all the same. Really? 
Yeah, they, I they, do like the one with the ambulance door. No, see, but there, there's two that, of those. Yeah, I have that stretcher, one. Sorry. No, that's the thing. Like whatever the one, there were two that came out with him screaming, and I have the first one that came out. But then they gave one with True FX, but it's the same thing and it's the same attire. There's nothing different except for the accessory, and the one with the, I think I'm not sure if it's the ambulance door. I think I had the one with the ambulance door, but I know there's, there's a one without, without without him screaming. But, and um, the Royal Rumble chairs or t- table sliders and chairs is one of the main event yeah, chairs. Yeah, that one is the True FX one, but like. That whole Matt Hardy, like they use the, the new True FX, but it's the same head from his SummerSlam Heritage, which which fit perfect for that era. But the face scan doesn't fit for the 2008 version of Matt Hardy, and uh, the tank top was god awful because they gave him they gave him the tank top with the three bullets on the side. It, it was just like I had to do some alterations. I had to buy the shirt from from Elite Series Six to go with it, and now I need to do a head swap because the. The face doesn't fit the shirt because the ponytail is like he has all this extra space around his neck with the shirt. Now I got to get the, uh, the Elite Series 6 head to swap it out. But that's my worst figure of the year. So you guys worst really figure. don't like when you have to perform surgery on your figures? You shouldn't have to. <clears throat> now, see, our grant, like, like, like head swaps, that's fine. But if you're going for a certain era, get that era. Like another thing is like anything with Seth. This year, except for his, except for his top talents and his latest elite series figure, they gave him the NXT face head scan, and they just docked the hair. They just painted his <laughs> black, and and like for his SummerSlam elite, he had short hair. His hair hasn't been that short in what like six seven years. And like, I need another I need another top t- I need another new head scan to swap that out for to fix the SummerSlam one. So we got lazy writing and lazy figure making. Aaron's got me on that too. That's gonna be a Seth one. I'm gonna I'm gonna be adjusting. <laughs> Probably a couple of those. Yeah, because even the, after uh, you do it once uh, and you know how to do it, it's like, eh, what else do I gotta fix? Yeah, because because um, like even uh, his Kingslayer attire, it came with the the NXT head with the painted yellow hair, black, and the hair short. So I I swapped it out for his screaming head scan because that that looks way better with with the torch and him holding up the torch up. Small thing to point out that's just coming to me right now. So last week we did best figure of the year. Each of us ran through our top five. If I'm pretty sure I'm correct. Obviously, Matt's making Aaron's worse, and he was the only one I could think of that would put it <laughs> in his top five. Um, this year, between the, our, our 15, there was zero ringside figures. If I'm correct, there was three ringside figures, maybe two said twice last year. Ringside jobbed out twice this year. They better pick it up, 2019. So a bad year for ringside. Terrible. Luckily, they get a chance to start anew as of yesterday. So hopefully for the sake of you guys and for themselves, not ending up on the worst of 2018 again, they pick it up in 2019. Um, the why the F am I watching this moment of the year? I got, I'm going to take this first, please. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, a redundant thing. Um, all those international shows, um, I think the majority of them are they're, they're on Fridays or Saturdays, and I'm sitting at midday. And again, it's not be, if it was just a live show and it's not something you got to watch, but when we do a podcast for this and they, you know, I never watched any of these three in their entirety, but 
you know, you have their weekly product having storylines following these shows or revolving around these shows. And, you know, you got to tune in midday while you may be working or whatever. They should have, for majority of their fans are stateside. They, they should have treated it that way. They should not have made it so people actually would be trying to watch it. It's a joke. And I know they got deals for 2019 for events coming. I really hope they don't do it the same way they did it last year. Hopefully there was some mistake and they realized that, um, cause every time I'm watching one of that and every time I'm tuning into highlights of SmackDown or raw right now, or if I'm, you know, watching it off the Xfinity app, I also, I'm saying to myself, why the F am I still watching this? <laughs> Alo, do you have one? What was it again? Why the F am I watching this moment? Oh yeah. Oh well. <clears throat> oh yeah. Of course, I have that one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we we talked about it at length this whole episode. The whole Bob Sami Zayn stuff that was horrible. The 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 Bryans versus the Mazan that was terrible. Uh, gosh, there's there's a there's an awful lot. It's the Sasha Bailey stuff. Why the hell am I watching this? <laughs> But if anything, I'm just going to – if I had to pick one, I'll go with the whole uh, Sami Zayn, Bob Lashley thing because those, all those segments were so long-winded and so dry. And it seems like you were cringing throughout most of it. Yes. <laughs> Prep? Oh, and yeah. the DX stuff. The oh, DX yeah. and Brothers Destruction stuff. Yes. So my why the F am I watching this? I was going to cheat and just go – everything that I watch on Monday. <laughs> but uh I'll just say the Drake Maverick pissing himself. <laughs> Cause it's something that like could have been funny, but then they just like made it hack. It just wasn't good. Uh, that, turns me, that turns me out on our raw tag to champs. Yeah, it was a good choice. Prep. That was one that really bothered me at the time. Did you feel that way right when it happened, or it was like after the fact? It was like right when I saw it, I was like, okay, I guess this is kind of funny. And then it just kept going. I'm like, all right, this is terrible. <laughs> all right, not funny. Um, nope. So for me. Anyone that's ever been to a football game with Mr. <laughs> McGee didn't appreciate it either. <laughs> no. What? I, I think I'm missing something with that one. I'll leave it off the air. Okay. <laughs> you can tell me when we finish this. Um, the So I've been asking myself this for quite some time, as you all know. Um, but this, like, really came to a head for me with the combination of Brock being the Universal Champion again and the Saudi Arabia show. Um, like, their leadership... Like, Stephanie McMahon came out and literally made a joke about dismemberment after, like, the Saudi leadership actually dismembered a journalist who told the truth about them. And this, like, kind of the, like, I don't want to say assault, but, like, the anger and the vitriol that is being leveled towards the media now by our president and by other politicians and by a lot of citizens is a problem in this country now that keeps getting worse. So this is kind of what kept me from being able to separate the McMahons in WWE from Trump 
and a lot of the awfulness in the country and the world. And it's something I don't really want to support anymore. It's something I don't really want to spend my time on anymore. I'm actively now rooting for the company to fail. Um, And while the McMahon family has brought me a lot of thrills and a lot of entertainment throughout my entire life, I'd be just fine without them. Uh, And I hope they fail as well as a family. So, Brian Gerard James, I know you're listening. Let them know. Uh, But you may not have to, because I did a little research before we started. In 2015, 3.7 million people on average watched Raw every week. In 2016, it dropped to 3.2 million every week. In 2017, it dropped to 3 million every week. And in 2018, it dropped to 2.8 million every week. So it's down 0.9 million viewers per week in four years. They were, they've been under 2 million viewers the last two weeks. And I know it was pre-taped, and I know it was Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, but last year Raw aired on Christmas Day and did 2.7 million viewers and 2.9 million viewers on New Year's Day. So they did a million less viewers on each of those days this year than they did last year. Um, so there are larger groups of people than just me uh, and us telling the McMahons that we're over it. Uh, so you all might be making more money now than you ever have in your lives, but I don't think you're going to make any more from me. Uh, I may just start using someone else's WWE Network account, and if for some reason I can't, if you block me from doing that, I'll probably just be a happier, more fulfilled person making better use of his time than watching your product. So that is my why the F am I still watching this moment for the year. Uh, I hate the McMahons, um, and I hate pretty much everything they stand for. And, yeah, it just makes me sick. So (laughs) maybe that was a little more dramatic than this was supposed to be, but that's how I feel. Aaron, um, Aaron was mad. He almost used that exact thing, word for word. <laughs> hey, I was like, you know what, Pash? I was sitting down writing that exact thing, but I thought you had it. <laughs> uh, does anybody else have any other worst of the year that we maybe didn't get to? Um, uh, I think we got most most of the stuff. We, we, we highlighted Bob Lashley because he was a big proponent of the worst <laughs> of the year. Um. We hit, you hit the crown jewel. We hit D, we hit we hit DX versus the brothers of, the, of construction. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think we hit mostly everything. We get the Brian stuff, the Brian, the the Brian's and the Mizanin stuff. I, I think we pretty much nailed it because the bad was pretty bad, and it came a lot from the same people for most of the year. So I think we knocked everything out the park. Yeah, we had some Brock mention, we had some Bob mention, we had some Brie Bella mention. Uh, all all worthy contributors to the worst of 2018. Prep, was there anything that like prompted this to be like an idea you wanted to do for this show? Uh, highlighting the good, I feel like the bad needed to be highlighted too. I just thought it'd be something fun to do. Uh, it was. I got a lot of laughs out of this episode. I liked being reminded of some of the stuff that was horrible that I forgot about. I said it early in the show. I forgot a lot of this year, and you guys refreshed my memory on a lot of really bad stuff. Um, yeah, there was unfortunately a lot of it. We probably could have done a whole other show <laughs> of other, you know, ten other topics that were the worst of 2018. Um, 
But yeah, I thought this was a fun show. I enjoyed kind of going back and thinking about what was really especially awful. I tried to balance some of my more comedic stuff with my more serious issues that I have. Um, so before we close it out, were there was there even one listener question this week, Alo? No. Okay. I didn't. I didn't put out for it. Um, does Prep have anything optimistic to say since this was a negative episode? So yeah, I just wanted to like go with everybody to see is um is there anything that you're looking forward to this year in WWE land? I'm looking forward to the rise of Bianca Belair. <laughs> More than anything. And also the continued rise to stardom of the Velveteen Dream, also known as Patrick Clark. Those are the two things to me that I care about the most right now. And even if we're saying main roster, I do think there's a good chance that both of them will be on the main roster at some point in 2019. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most. So hopefully that wasn't a cheat. Um, Eck, what are you looking forward to the most in 2019? Um, being that this is early January, I am looking forward to the Royal Rumble because I look forward to that every year. Comes comes about right around my birthday. It's one of my favorite events with a match I always look forward to. The Royal Rumble is always fun. You always get some surprises. You get some. Nowadays we get call ups, which wasn't a thing we necessarily got in our youth. So you got call-ups, you got uh, returns from injury, you got uh, people from the past, and this year will be the second time we get two Royal Rumble matches, one male, one female. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Good choice. Alo? Um, <clears throat> the continued rise of the women's division um, and see where that goes, because that, that's like a big they're, – they're like my selling point on Raw. Uh, hopefully things for Sasha Banks and Bayley, hopefully – that's the key that's the key word and <laughs> and with um and with all elite wrestling finally becoming a thing i think WWE's gonna have to kiss some people's asses to, to make sure they're happy before their contracts run up yeah so uh, i think you're uh, right so so, uh, so maybe maybe something for finn balor and uh guys guys around guys in that ballpark and prep what about you yeah, I'm looking forward to after April to see who's not coming back because I feel like a lot of people are just going to walk out. So you think and there's there, going to be like an think, exodus of talent after Mania? I think there needs to be because I think their talent roster is just too much. And they couldn't, don't have... Couldn't agree more. Have room for They don't have room to push everybody. Like, Yes, there's... 20 hours of tv but that doesn't mean that you can you know devote 20 hours to pushing 20 different guys no they're just not as much as we complain about how much time that there is there isn't enough time to make everybody everybody on the roster important i would assume maybe like eight to ten guys should be looking important at all times and outside of that maybe you get a couple more that get like woven in here and there but, yeah, there's not enough time to make everyone matter. And, you know, I just brought up with the Rumble, you know, you look forward to call-ups. Um, but I think ever since, like, NXT first blossomed, there was always, like, last year we got Adam Cole, and you didn't see him on the main roster. Uh, we got Rusev or at a Royal Rumble, and then we didn't see him for months. 
So, like, I look forward to stuff like that. But, like, the main roster doesn't need an NXT call-up. Like, when the McMahon family announced, that's why the first thing on the list, worst angle of the year, McMahon family is going to change it, new faces. I We don't need new faces. You just need to change how you organize the faces you got. So, no knock to EC3 or any of the other, you know, five, six people that they're calling up. I don't need to see them more raw. Like, because one is terrible news for them. <laughs> yeah, it typically has been for the most part. Like, yeah, that, and that's exactly how I feel about it. The new faces alone are not enough. New matchups alone are not enough. Um, what needs to happen is they have to actually put the effort into making a good TV show every week and i have no faith that they're even interested in doing that let alone able to execute it um so prep i guess this will be like the last thing i ask since you're looking forward to seeing who goes is there anyone you have in mind that you most want to see move on somebody that i'd like to see move on his boy rider <laughs> Oh, oh, side, I think. Oh, side, I think. I think he should leave and go there, go to AEW. I think. I think there's a lot of those mid card guys who could be, you know, upper mid level guys over there. But for me, I want to see the new day go. Wow, I'm not sure oh. when their contracts. Like, like WWE, they're not stupid. They signed a lot of guys to some long contracts. Kevin Owens is signed till 2023. Is he really? Yep. Yeah, he's got a new deal. deal. That's so, crazy. He loves this. He loves it there. So, yeah, and if he's happy, like, good for him. But I know a lot of them are not. He, he might not even be happy. He just probably got some crazy offer. You got to think. Yeah, that, that's a good point. But that's yeah, that's. I'll just leave it at that because I could I could go through the. I would have to pull out the roster to even remember who's not being used and on there. And that, that's a fire answer because that's, man, I could think of so many people that I like in WWE and that could possibly leave. New Day, they come up on that early in that list of people I like, but I just, I wouldn't even think one is possible. I wouldn't think they'd consider it, but I like the idea of them leaving. Yeah, it would be amazing if they did. Uh, I'm trying to think who I would most like to see. Honestly, if I could see anyone, you know what? I was going to say Sasha Banks, but I would worry that she would definitely hurt herself being on the indies, thinking she has to be doing suicide dives and stuff like that all the time. So I'll I'll pull that one back. But there are a lot of people that would thrive outside of the current environment. Um. You know, so I believe it was last week. It may have been the last week that I wasn't born, but I know um, Aaron made a comment about booking being unclear on who's going to be in the main event or or who's going to dethrone Brock, whether it would be Seth Rollins or Braun Strowman. Um, They've been hesitating on pulling the trigger on Rollins for years. Uh, I understand a few years ago he had an injury or two, arguably the greatest wrestler in the world. If, if by some miracle chance, AEW could be WWE competition, 
um, with the TV deal and, you know, everything you need to go with it. I would love to see Seth Rollins leave and be the guy somewhere else. (laughs) That'd be interesting. I just thought of another one. Um, And this will be the last thing before I close it out. So at Prep sent something, or one of you guys sent something in the group chat a few weeks ago that Sami Zayn did a Ronnie versus the world on Talk is Jericho. (laughs) So I made it a point to listen to it. And... Jericho, because you are Jericho, I will let you get away with gimmick infringement. But I think hearing Sammy talk about how he's like doesn't miss it and he's like happy not doing it, I might be crazy, but I would love to see how Sami Zayn would do on the indies. Maybe maybe as a masked character, I don't know if he could pull it off, but I would love to see Sammy try his hand on the indies because. Who knows? We've never seen it, so maybe it would be great. I'm not sure. Yeah, who knows? We can get Sammy versus El Generico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, a lot of guys would benefit from not being there anymore. Um, so that's it. I don't have. We don't have. Oh, oh good. Well, you guys ready for Wrestle Kingdom? <laughs> well, is my favorite wrestler Kenny Omega going to be on the show? Um, it, it might be his last show. Yeah, he, 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 he might be because I'm looking at the card. I'm look. I was looking at the card, and I'm looking at. I'm looking at Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. I'm looking at Triple H <laughs> versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm looking at the Hardy versus Edge and Christian versus the Dudleys. I'm, I'm looking at all this stuff, and I'm amped. <laughs> we're talking Macho Man. We're, we're talking Scott Hall. I'm looking at Macho Man versus Ric Flair. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking at Steamboat, Steamboat, and Savage. I'm looking at that <laughs> Savage pulling double duty. I'm looking at that. I love that this Stephen A. thing has become a weekly, a weekly thing that you work in to everything now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm looking I at thought- Mongo McMichaels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Owen Hart. I'm looking at Mongo just took that briefcase. Oh, yeah. What was the briefcase for? I don't know. It was, it was uh, when he turned to join the horseman. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot he was a horseman. Um, so that was a, a brief cameo by Stephen A. Lowe. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite by, recurring characters on the show. Oh, and by the way, I, I don't know if uh, you watched First Take. Uh, Charlie hosted. Um, the last couple of days, I don't know if you saw it or not. I have not seen it, no. But 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 Ryan Hollins wants to be me so bad. Ryan Hollins, he is terrible. He might he be is terrible. He's the worst. He might ever. be the worst. The worst person ever put in one of those seats. He is. I lo- I love the order. He wants to be me. He's so bad. <laughs> He's a poor imitation. He he was terrible. Like uh. What did he say? I just went off about. Uh, I think he said Kevin Durant wasn't a top five player. He's in an the idiot. He had some. <laughs> he had some ridiculous Ben Simmons takes um, last year that were just terrible. And I was like, "Who? Who are you? Like, aren't weren't you like a third string center? Like, shouldn't you at least have good opinions and good insight if you're a nobody in that position?" Yes, and I'm just like, I'm like. Who who hired this guy? He is awful. Yeah, he's and brutal. Then, and then he and then and then uh, John Wall got hurt. You know, he's out for the season, and they were talking about. Um, of course, the Wizards went to the playoffs without John Wall. Like they still loaded. Like and they're like, 
They're 14 and 23. They're nine games below 500. And they were like seven games behind the eighth spot. Yeah, it's all going to the play. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, he sucks. Ryan Hollins, go the hell home. <laughs> That's all I had to say about that. Oh, and Charlie um, did a great job, by the way. I'm sure. Prep, do you have something you wanted to add? Yeah, so next week, I, I feel like you guys will probably be back to format because award season is over. <laughs> award season. Uh, <laughs> so with the return <clears throat> of Pash's Indie Inquiry, mm-hmm. we will go back to Mexico. Okay. And we'll watch Lady Shawnee versus Fabi Apache, uh, mass versus hair match. All right, high stakes. I like it. I hope I can pronounce that. <laughs> we we have a whole week to rehearse. Yes. <laughs> so I think we'll be fine, and we're both better than Ryan Hollins. <laughs> um. All right, so I guess that is the show. I hope you guys enjoyed the worst of 2018. Uh, Joel Embiid, come trust the process with us. LeBron, come and sit on the Matt Madness throne. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Five-star ratings and reviews. Alo, would you like to move a little bit of merch? What a maneuver I to embrace the madness. All right, so for Ek2Fly, Eric Trimbicki. For Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Igina. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery Jr., and we will see you next week. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.